4: so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
1: Third hour of Clay and Buck is going right now, everybody. My last hour with you of 2022 here on the show, and then I go on a vacation. Clay back in tomorrow, back from vacation. And we have the Title 42 delay still playing out, worth Our time here to discuss what's likely to happen with all this. I I did want to just have a moment where we deal with the latest talking point. You can always tell how how a situation is going for Democrats based on the desperation and the absurdity of the talking point used in any given moment. For example, for example, you may recall that when the defund police movement got Really unpopular, which was after everybody saw what it did to the country. Uh, and we were heading into the midterm election cycle. Do you remember what the Democrats started to say? That it was Republicans who wanted to defund police. This was one of the lies that, you know, they lie all the time. But one of the lies they told was that it was Republicans who wanted to defund the police. To which anybody would say, "Like you've got to be kidding me, right? You can't, you can't actually think that anyone's going. Well, yeah, even if ninety nine percent of people who hear that know it's absurd, including the Democrats who were saying it, maybe that last one percent is enough that it's worth it that the propaganda is effective. So they they started to claim defund the police was a Republican talking point, or or for a moment there when we were upset at yet another massive intrusion into elections by the fbi which shouldn't be involved in any election intrusions whatsoever and we and people started to talk about maybe abolishing or undermining or defunding or whatever the fbi they're saying see they want to defund police well no we just don't want a secret police force we don't want stasi we don't want an unaccountable branch of the executive that is ideologically aligned with the left and the democrats doing things in secret to, uh, throw elections, to punish political opponents. Yeah, we don't want that. That doesn't mean we don't want cops on your, uh, you know, in your town or, or on your hi- local highway, making sure that people aren't breaking laws and, and plundering and looting and doing terrible things. So they lied in, in the most egregious way about that. All of this I bring up because Corinne Jean-Pierre, has now taken up. I'm trying to remember who was the first. Who was the first person who said it? We we had it yesterday. I don't think it was Corinne Jean Pierre who was the one who said that. Doing. Oh, I'm sorry. It was. That's right. It was Martha Raddatz of ABC. So so she started this talking point. I hadn't seen it anywhere else. And now the White House has seized on this. That the problem at our southern border is not, in fact, the complete refusal to enforce laws we talked to annie mccarthy in the last hour if you missed that clay and buck podcast a great way to listen on demand uh we talked to annie mccarthy about this and and he pointed out that the federal law says shall detain people shall detain people who enter the united states illegally it's not what they're doing so they're just ignoring federal law right they're ignoring federal law the biden administration though that is doing these things instead of taking responsibility for the decisions it makes, pretends that it is, in fact, the responsibility of other individuals out there, notably Republicans. And this was amazing. Martha Roddick said the only people that are saying the border is open are Republicans complaining about it. And the cartels are seizing on that as if the cartels don't know. Exactly what's going on. I mean, just to be clear, the people that I speak to who spend time at the border and from my own experiences down at the U.S.-Mexico border, the cartels have wristbands they give out to people for paying paying them off so that they are allowed to illegally transit into the United States because they control the Mexican side of the border, not the Mexican government, the cartels. They have night vision goggles. They have machine guns. They're making billions of dollars off of this. They know what's going on. They're not, you know, they're not watching, uh, a, you know, right wing news broadcasting. Oh, they say it's open. That must mean the border is open, but Corinne Jean Pierre takes this talking point from Martha Raditz and tries it again here. You know, here it is. The fact that the removal of title 42 doesn't mean the border is open. Listen to how she explains this one. Play clip one. But I want to be very clear here. The
4: fact is that the removal of Title 42 does not mean the border is open. Anyone who suggests otherwise is simply doing the work of these smugglers who, again, are spreading misinformation, which is very dangerous. When Title 42 goes away, as we have to do because of a court
1: order, which is on Wednesday, as all of you know, we will go back to Title 8, which allows a process to make sure that people can make their asylum claims heard. Those who do not have a legal basis to remain will be quickly removed. And so we will continue to fully enforce our immigration laws in a fair, orderly, and humane manner. They're lying to you. I want to get into the lie, but can I first deal with the 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 initial part of that? If you say the border's open, you're doing the cartel's work for them. Oh, okay. I, I see how this game is played now. If you point out the massive failure of the Biden administration, you are the creation of that failure because then people will know that it's there. It's as though, what, they didn't know the border was open before we said, hey, the border is open. I think they're aware of the openness of the southern border by the fact that 5 million plus illegals have poured in the United States in two years. I think the cartels got the memo a long time ago. I think they figured this one out. This reminds me of during the Obama administration, right? I remember this very well. If you disagreed with any aspect of Obama national security, particularly with regard to dealing with uh, jihadists abroad, you know, you remember what they said? You're doing Al Qaeda's work. You're doing bin Laden's bidding. They used to say that you're doing bin Laden's bidding. How dare you oppose Obama? Bin Laden would be so proud of you. They would say stuff like this. This was one of the ways they would try to shut down opposition. So this is not an, this is not a new tactic, but it's a, it's a particularly odious and desperate one. And, and this is what they're going for it right now. But then beyond this, and I, I think it's so important that people understand the whole problem. And I think Congress has to do something to, to change this, but of course the Senate Democrats won't do anything and Biden won't sign anything. But Republicans need to f- need to get need to get with it. Need to know what time it is. And this uh, we we've had enough asylees, quote unquote, for the next ten years. Okay, we, we, we should completely alter this program. We should no longer be having anybody show up on U.S. soil and say, "Oh, I need asylum right away." It should be a third co- only third country safe agreements that are honored, meaning that you stay and. Either Canada or Mexico. Wait for your asylum claim to be heard. We have to set those agreements up. We had one of those with Mexico under Trump. Then Biden came in and dissolved it. Nah, no, we don't want that anymore. Let them all in. Uh, but the, when she says the valid asylum, she's she's misleading the public about what actually happens when somebody enters the country. The the way it works, and this is to include people who have printouts of what they. They found them on, on different migrants. They have printouts telling them what to say. Uh, they say they do a credible fear investigation, uh, which is not an investigation. They basically ask people at the border, and they do this generally through a translator, often in Spanish, not always. There's a lot of languages being spoken down at the border. But they'll say, you know, they'll say, I'm here to seek asylum. And they'll say, you know, they say, well, do you have a credible fear? And they'll say, yes, I have a credible fear of violence in my country. I'm I am persecuted in my country. That's basically it. That is used. The Biden administration allows that to be sufficient for them to then be processed by uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement and released into the American interior with usually a notice to appear at some point in immigration court to then get another notice to appear for an actual asylum court date. And even if they don't show up for that asylum court date, which is going to be in two to five years based on the way they have it right now because of the backlog, there is, get this, a deportation hearing that they are entitled to in addition to the asylum hearing if they even show up for the asylum hearing and fail to get asylum, which is 80 to 90% of the cases, what ends up happening. I mean, the numbers keep changing, but as of about 18 months ago, I think, it was less than half of these asylum seekers ever even show up at an immigration center to try to get into the immigration court system in order to have their asylum claim adjudicated. And then I think it's less than 10% of those who even go into the courts get asylum, but then there's a, a, they don't even know yet, but there's a tiny percentage of those who don't get asylum who are actually deported. So you see, that's the real system. This is how you let 5 million-plus people into the United States and never have any of them leave, but pretend that you care about the rule of law and pretend you care about the U.S.-Mexico border. That's that's the way they're doing it. That is the whole game. So when they say, oh, they're really? There, there are 5 million people suddenly? You know, we used to take in... In the tens of thousands of asylum seekers in any given year, maybe, and and now it's like ten thousand a day. It's completely out of control. Oh, but they 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 just pretend. The Democrats who talk about this pretend. A lot of them actually don't know the system. They just they mouth off about this. They have no idea. They've never actually done the research or the work to understand how this process works, and they don't care to know. But beyond that, they. As long as they get the outcome that they want here, which is a massive influx of illegals in the United States, uh, they're happy. And this is what is going to continue to happen here. Um, We do have a situation that is going to get worse. I mean, here's Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, saying the situation is catastrophic. You know, Virginia, a lot of illegals end up in places that are not along the border, including in Virginia, not just New York and, and California. Here he is saying uh, that we got to extend Title Forty Two, play three.
4: We have a catastrophic situation at our border, and it's beyond belief that we're having to appeal to our Supreme Court to do something that the Biden administration should have already done, or we should get Congress to do it. But we have got to extend Title 42. But this is not a holistic solution. This catastrophic issue at the border has got to result in a decision to secure the border. The free flow of people and illegal drugs across the border is unprecedented. Title 42 goes away. They're expecting there to be 5 million people a year to come across the border in 20 months. That's an entire state of Virginia coming across the border.
1: It's all true. This is what we're up against. This is the situation should be. It is right now. I think the most urgent story and most urgent problem that the country faces, because remember ties right into the fentanyl crisis, ties right into the fiscal crisis. There's a lot here, Uh, public, um, public funding for public services. The mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, is already saying services to residents of New York are going to be cut because of all the additional services they will have to provide for illegals. This is what is going on in America's largest city right now. What is the Biden administration saying about this? Nothing. Now, the problem is I keep trying to get through this and, and trying to work through this problem with all of you. Extending Title 42 indefinitely is also not a solution. This is now the situation. Nobody wants to hold this situation. Nobody wants to be in charge. They don't want to be left holding the bag on this one. This is a political hot potato. What do they do about the southern border? What is the Republican plan? I'll ask you that. Have you heard anybody say, "Yes, secure the border? Okay. Then what? Then what? Now, you could say, well, Buck, they can't do anything while Biden's president. They can't do anything while the Senate is in Democrat hands. All right. What is the plan for 2024? Gee, I don't know. What was the single biggest issue that Donald Trump ran on and won on in 2016? Number one issue. We all remember, right? Illegal immigration. Build the wall. Secure the border. Maybe, just maybe, the GOP can wake up a little bit and see... That with the right messenger and the right message on this issue, this is a 60-40, maybe even 70-30 issue for the American people. If they know what's really going on and they know there's a credible plan to deal with it. Right now, what do we have? Chaos. Chaos. And look, part of this chaos that's going on and the lawlessness and the inability to make decisions may just be because this White House... Lack some testosterone, my friends. That's just the truth. They don't know how to get it done because they don't have the energy, focus, and drive they need to get it done. And, look, before you know it, it's going to be the new year, and you're going to have new goals, new agenda, new things to tackle. Why not get a little boost from our friends at Chalk and their amazing, healthy supplements? Chalk's male vitality stack will make you feel like it's January 1st in the middle of July. They're going to keep you focused and fired up. That's because their daily supplements are made with purity and real potency. The leading ingredients in Chalk's male vitality stack replenishes depleted testosterone in men. 90 days into an everyday regimen with Chalk, you can restore up to 20% of your body's depleted testosterone levels. Studies have shown that men today have half the testosterone of the male population just 50 years ago. I mean, cut your testosterone in half. What's next? Getting a show on CNN? It's crazy. Chalk can change the course of this for you, my friends, and give you the healthy supplements that provide you energy, focus, and stamina. That's why you want to go into a new year with that new drive and focus. Find Chalk online right now at chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck, to get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. That's an incredible offer, a lifetime discount on a subscription plan you sign up for. You can cancel it at any time. Chalk.com is the website, C-H-O-Q.com. Make sure you use my name, Buck, for 35% off.
5: From the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
3: Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen
0: How (gasps) lucky we were to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
4: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
1: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, So I I wanted to give you the clear steps here, because some people are asking, wait, how does it work with uh, getting uh, asylum and how is the system being scammed? I just want you to know these are all the steps. So so someone walks into America, literally walks in, surrenders himself. It's illegal, but whatever. They say, I want asylum. Say, "Okay." the government gives you an NTA notice to appear. Then you're supposed to check the immigration court system until you have a master calendar hearing, which is very short. And you're supposed to attend all your immigration court hearings, they say. How long does this take? Months, maybe years. Look at how backlogged the courts are. Um, submit your asylum application within one year of the date you arrive in the United States. Submit a copy of the first three pages of your asylum application, U.S. Customs Immigration Service. They will mail you a notice for a biometrics appointment. You must go to your biometrics appointment. You can apply for a work permit they can't apply for a work permit 150 days after their asylum applications though then the immigration court will schedule an individual hearing this is a longer hearing to explain your asylum case then you will submit evidence in writing you will go to your hearing will present your case but then guess what if the judge says no you can appeal it within 30 days and then you get another hearing how how quickly there are literally millions of people in this pipeline how quickly do you think this is going to happen Oh, you think they're really going to track down people that don't go to, I can't even remember all these different hearings and steps and they know the system is overwhelmed. They have intentionally swamped the system. It is Alinsky. It's, you know, what do you do if, if, if you go in? Alinsky had this plan where if you want to shut down a, an office place, just use all the bathroom stalls and don't leave. And people can't actually go to the bathroom. They can't actually stay there and work there all day. I mean, overwhelming the system. This is Alinskyite in, in the in the approach. It's crazy, friends. Crazy. My Pillow is excited about their biggest betting sale ever in the days leading up to Christmas. Best selling Giza Dream sheets are going for as low as twenty nine ninety-eight. Their MyPillow mattress toppers now starting at less than a hundred dollars. This product, the mattress topper, will transform any mattress so it feels brand new. Whether it's their blankets, their duvets, their quilts, their body pillows, it's all on sale. Find it all online at MyPillow.com. Use our names as the promo code, Clay and Buck. They even have blankets for your pets. MyPillow products make the perfect gifts for your family, friends, and everyone on your list. If you're still gift shopping today, visit their website, MyPillow.com. You get a 10-year warranty during the season and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, Square. Check out this betting sale along with other limited time offers. Make sure you enter promo code Clay and Buck at MyPillow.com or call 800-792-3269. I had told you before about how Avatar is getting getting a pushback for cultural appropriation because of the... Which I also think is a nonsense term. I, I don't think there is such a thing as cultural appropriation because all culture is is borrowed from other culture and is evolving and is a fluid process and i believe that culture belongs to all people right to any, any anybody who likes any cultural attribute should be able to celebrate it and you know so you know if if i want to make sushi at home or roll tacos at home or sell them on the street or you know whatever we're all human beings right we all should be allowed to celebrate any aspects of culture that we want um, it is pretty amazing that Avatar is getting that blowback, but not, not, not surprising because it is, it is dances with wolves, but as a plot, but with people who are blue aliens. And I'm glad that the movie is, is crashing and, and burning so far at the box office. It is not doing well. But if you're wondering where else they're really trying to establish control over language, uh, Stanford University, which is one of the most, uh, one of the most elite universities in the country, or at least elitist. For all of these schools now, I, I honestly believe this. Uh, it is fair to say that where someone goes to school could be an indicator of their academic ability, but is not necessarily, and in many cases, is no indicator of their academic ability. So when I meet somebody who says, I went to Harvard, my thought process isn't, oh, you must be smart. It's, okay. Maybe you're one of the smart people who goes to Harvard, but there are a lot of dumbasses who go to Harvard. Just the facts, folks. I'm just here spewing facts. A lot of dumbasses who go to Stanford. A lot of smart people too, but you see it is possible, you could argue probable, but certainly not a certainty that if you go to one of these schools you are I'm about to say dumb, just academically highly capable, really good at school. You know, I also think that there should be a whole a, a whole rethink of well, a lot of things in schools. By the way, one happy note. I like to bring you happy things. Christmas time, holiday cheer. Yay. Uh, conservatives have woken up to the school board issue. And I have friends involved in this, in this fight at the organ, organizational level. Um, but taking back school boards from the woke lunatics is, is an important grassroots bottom up way of trying to win back not just education, but the culture along with it. So it is. Important. Um, it it is an important part of the process, but I was somebody who always thought, really, is is calculus like? Do I need this? The answer, by the way, is no. <laughs> you don't. If you want it, great. If you want to pursue higher mathematics, but you know there are levels of of academic study that have applicability. And anyone says, oh, but you should go as far. Okay, well. You know, should we get to what well, we get to multivariable calculus? Should we get to number theory? Should we get to string theory? Like how, how far along does everybody have to go in school in every subject before they've, they've kind of covered it? Um, I, I think that there should be far more of a focus on, uh, I think there should be more of a focus on, well, Western civilization and the foundations they're in, uh, which they're actively trying to Destroy on a daily basis. The left seeks to destroy the load-bearing walls of Western civilization with a sledgehammer. That is its that is its mantra. That is its central belief. Uh, But I I also think that learning uh, the basics of personal finance. I I know that sounds boring. Like oh, how to balance it. I don't just mean how to balance a checkbook. We should understand. We all have to interact with and all have to deal with the world of banks, mortgages, credit cards, money checking accounts you know uh, savings accounts bonds all these different things very few people learn that I mean the the economic illiteracy or really I should say financial illiteracy that is prevalent I think people are much more likely to learn uh, about the laffer curve for example in school than they are to learn about compound interest <laughs> which is not a good thing much more important to understand compound interest. Anyway, the university system has been... Oh, I, I didn't even talk about this yesterday. I mentioned it at the top of the show, but Gibson Bakery in Ohio got its $30 million-plus payout from uh, Oberlin College, and, and Oberlin uh, Oberlin's conduct was shameful and engaged in uh, slander of the Gibson family as racists and tried to destroy their business and their reputations and their livelihood. And so that was absolutely some measure of justice. Now... Even with a thirty million dollar payout, because a bunch of cowardly woke bureaucrats at Oberlin—this was back a few years ago—called, uh, you know, decided they were going to call the the Gibson Bakery uh, and Store a family of racists. Even with the payout, I think they probably would have rather avoided this whole thing altogether. I mean, the damage—the psychological and emotional damage—done from years of having to go through the court battle and and all the rest of it. Uh, but the university system, as we've seen, has been co-opted by and is now dominated by left-wing, left-wing ideologues, by the worst of the woke. In fact, wokeness, you can really trace it to the universities. That's the laboratory. Where does the, where does the craziest idea come from that you can think of? Where are the craziest ideas? Where do they start out? Usually in college campuses. Because you get a bunch of left-wing academics who push all non-left-wing academics out. They're insulated. These universities have become hedge funds that happen to give classes. Some of them have massive, massive tens of billions of dollars in endowments. They're overpaying people to not teach very much, to not be actually in the economy in a private sector and meaningful sense. And so what do you get? Well, you get little brigades of woke drones being churned out of these places. And I I think about this because Stanford, bringing it back full circle, Stanford has put out a list of harmful words, a list of harmful language that is to be uh, eliminated, and it will remove these words from all Stanford IT systems and websites. So this is not just a, hey, try to avoid these. This is Stanford will actively scrub its publications and online presence of the following words. Now, you may be thinking, well, what's included here? Oh, it's good. As in, it's really bad. Grandfather, brave, master, American. These are words that Stanford University, certainly one of the three or four most elite universities in the country by reputation, no longer wants people, no longer wants used as a community and will no longer use online. They also want to replace the term. This was amazing. Karen with a demanding or entitled white woman. By the way, I do not like the term Karen. Um, I've felt that way for a long time. If I, if I've ever used it inadvertently or without thought, um, I, I would uh, strike that from the record. I don't like this. We would not, you know, we, we would not create some term of disparagement for women uh of any other race I think that I think Karen is a very I don't like that I and I know it's a lot of people go oh it's a lot of funny stuff well I'm going to call for the manager wouldn't do that to wouldn't do that to women of any other background and we shouldn't so I don't know why we should do it to white women i don't i don't I don't agree with this notion of of Karen as a term um but also words that are banned now at at Stanford blind review blind review has to now be anonymous review Because I don't want to offend the blind. Tone deaf. Tone deaf will be swapped for unenlightened. Uh, I'm trying to think what else here. Oh, you are no longer to use the terms black mark and black sheep because of the negative connotations to the color black. Wow. Wow it says um use it also suggests that legacy status should be used instead of grandfathered in due to the grandfather clause adopted by southern states to deny voting rights to blacks i mean they have gone they have gone all in here on changing the language around and i i understand on the one hand we can point at this and say this is so ridiculous and i'm i'm sure there there are realtors listing this right now who they're expected to, they can no longer say master bedroom. It's primary bedroom. There's, there's some other change that they've made recently, but I can't remember about when you're showing people, um, apartments. Oh, walk in closet. I think it's now like a, uh, they, they have some other, you know, word for it. It's not a walk in closet. It's a entryway closet or something. Anyway, um, people are, they're changing language all the time. And while we can look at this and say, Hey, um, this is ridiculous, and it is. By controlling language, they control thoughts. By controlling thoughts, they control policy. By controlling policy, they control you. That's what this is all really about. So it's actually not minor. It's not something to be ignored. It's not something to be uh, left aside. It it is it is an intentional policy that they are pursuing here, and it has real ramifications. We're going to be closing it out for me here in the Christmas season coming up in just a few minutes. If you want to say. Uh, A hello and a Merry Christmas to everybody in the audience. 800-282-2882. Back with you in a second. But, you know, there's nothing satisfying about writing a check every month to a company you're not aligned with, a company that doesn't share your values. It's clear enough to me that Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, they support left-wing ideals one way or another. Too much wokeness out there, friends. That's not a cell phone company relationship that I want to be a part of. And for that reason, I made the switch to Pure Talk for my cell phone service. I'm aligning myself with Pure Talk because it's a company operated by a U.S. veteran who employs a customer service team all based here in the U.S. It's a company offering much better pricing for the same quality of cell phone services as those other guys. $30 a month for unlimited talk, text, and blazing fast data. That's a great deal and much better than the one I was paying for every month. When you switch to Pure Talk, you keep your phone and your phone number. You get an extra 50% off your first month and a 30-day guarantee that you'll like the service a whole heck of a lot. I know I do. Use your cell phone now. Dial pound 250 and say Clay and Buck. It's that easy to get connected with Pure Talk. No store visits needed. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and you'll be connected with Pure Talk because Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless.
2: Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, voices of sanity in an insane world.
0: How lucky we were to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out
4: now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
4: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
1: You can look to precious metals for various reasons one, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan, two, In 2022, I'm already excited, though, we get to hang out a lot in 2023. Clay and I will be back with you in the new year. Um, as I've been saying, Clay on vacation for a couple of days here, but he'll be back uh, tomorrow through Friday. And also, I want you to check out this Sunday, the Clay and Buck hangout session. We we take some of the uh, non-political, non-news, just chats about you know movies, books, life, that kind of stuff. and we put it into one podcast, so it's a fun one to put in the background while you're getting ready for, um, you know Christmas Christmas dinner or perhaps Christmas Eve depends on when we're dropping this one this weekend. So yeah, um you should definitely check out the Clay and Buck uh, hang pod the Sunday hang. So I guess that means it comes out on Sunday, which would make sense. Sunday hang podcast. it'll be out. So if you're not already a podcast subscriber, please go check out the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show podcast uh we have lisa in san antonio what's going on lisa oh we don't have lisa she dropped my bad frank in fresno california what's going on hey early
5: merry early merry christmas
4: to you
1: merry christmas to you your
4: last your last topic of cultural preparation well me myself being hispanic i take a concern with the cleaning agent called spick and span
1: Ah, I see what I see what you're saying. I mean, there, there's no end to the words that can be considered offensive. I, I I think that part of this though is just to expand the list all the time. Thanks for calling in, Frank. To expand the list all the time, so that everyone lives in the const with the constant anxiety that somehow at some point they too could be canceled for a word they used that they intended no offense and wasn't common usage at the time. But is no longer in common usage. So I, I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And look, we we don't. This is one of the places where I think the right is, is at a pretty consistent disadvantage. We don't uh, want to control the words that the other side uses because we just think that that's busybody nonsense. But that doesn't mean they're going to stop. They see advantage in this, so they continue to do it. There are so many words that you're not allowed to use anymore i always say this too think about the the insults that you're allowed to uh to level at people what do you really have what because you know you could say oh well that's crazy oh some people say you can't call someone you can't say someone's crazy that's an insult to mental illness okay you will can you call someone dumb oh no that's ableist you can't call someone dumb because of the connection to the uh you know the the inability to speak um, which one is which one is it that what are you allowed to call somebody as an insult? They've very much now, you know. Of course, the left keeps expanding the definition of what is a white nationalist, what is a white supremacist. You know, those are things, and the term racist and bigot those are used as as catch all terms for anything anyone on the right does or anyone on the right that is a target of the left. That's all, and there's really nothing. Uh, Beyond that, Um, Larry in Pennsylvania, Larry, do you have some holiday cheer for us?
4: I do. Um, You were talking about some woke words that they were uh, cleaning up at Stanford. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that they haven't uh, cleaned up the word black water on campers.
1: I don't even I don't know. Is that I don't know what that uh, What that word. I mean, I know a black water from the the company that was. Oh. Well yeah, no, they they're just trying to find any association with anything that someone could make some connection to racism. They are uh they're trying to um eliminate. And uh that's just going to be an effort that continues on. They're really not planning to scale this back anytime. So I'm excited to to be uh having some some down days here. I hope a lot of you are going to be kicking back, relaxing and uh doing your Doing your best to be with loved ones, to celebrate uh, Christmas, those of you who are, who are Christians and celebrate Christmas, to have a very happy Hanukkah for those of you who are Jewish and celebrate that or whatever your holiday tradition may be. For a lot of people, I think it's just a, in a, in a general sense, a time to catch up a bit with, uh, with loved ones, with friends, with family. Um, I think I'm going to have to watch the Chevy Chase Christmas vacation movie because I have seen it. But it has been so long, and I will say, I I didn't give it apparently all due love because in that poll that I mentioned on the on the air yesterday, where where that has been more watched by the American people in the last month than any other Christmas movie, I said, "Oh, come on! I think Home Alone's probably better. I think uh, uh, you know what was the other one that um, A Christmas Story is probably better. I don't really remember the Chevy Chase movie, so I'll probably go check that one out." and yeah i'm gonna read some history books over my break uh i'm looking forward to that have some time to dive into that spend some time with family and loved ones and i know it's not thanksgiving but i also will just think about the gratitude i have for all of you listening uh for the fantastic team that i work with on Premier networks and uh clay travis my partner we have we love doing this show every day uh we i couldn't ask for a better co-host and we have such a a good time, and also take this responsibility to try to keep the keep the freedom movement going. As uh, we try to give as much of this, give ourselves as much of this as we can, absolutely every day. So I'm going to be talking to all of you in uh, 2023. If you don't follow me on Instagram or, or Twitter yet, please check out at Buck Sexton in both those places because I will be tweeting, I will be Instagram living, and uh, you can check out also Buck Sexton Show podcast. I might throw a history special in there in the next week or so. Have a very Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, Clay will be for all of you tomorrow. Happy New Year, too.
0: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.